Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with John Flemister. We're going to talk about shows in the 80s. We'll start out with the Nationals, which were certainly noteworthy. In fact, the birth of the Nationals was 1980, annually to this day, although this year, <laughs> perhaps in jeopardy. But thanks, John, and thanks, sponsors. Top Spinini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Heaven's Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So thanks, John Flemister. Let's go back to 1980 and talk about shows that were all the rage. Shows in the oh. 70s, I talked about those. They were uh, hitting their stride. And in 80, the, the hobby was right for a national convention, which I went to, and I, you say you didn't go to that one, but there wasn't a huge crowd for that. It was like a big regional show, but it, right. uh, off the mark. And so let's, and then 81 was, it was in Detroit with the, the Torpies, and they were friends of mine. And they, again, they were the regional show promoters, did an excellent job. And they basically just, it was just like a regional show on steroids, probably <clears throat> double the dealers, double the attendance, and a, a great fun, and it established the national as a concept. Okay, so now pick up John Flemister with 82, the third national, which is in St. Louis, which is not far from Little Rock, where you are with your dad. So what's your memory of St. Louis, that very first national? Was it, was it uh, well, momentous for you? Yeah, what I remember, I remember it was 225 tables, and I believe one of the promoters was Paul Marchant, if I'm not mistaken. There's yeah. there was three gentlemen involved. Uh, we had actually done a couple of shows in St. Louis prior to the National, so we had developed a relationship with those guys, and we were able to to get in, and it was a well-attended show from what I remember. And as a kid growing up in the hobby, ordering, sometimes you would order things through magazines, and one of the big dealers back then was Larry Frisch. And we just happened to be set up directly across from Larry Frisch. So it was kind of eye-opening for a 14-year-old to be sitting 20 feet across from one of the you know largest dealers in the uh, in the country. And But but it was a well-attended show, and, and I, I believe Enos Slaughter and some other Cardinals were there, former Cardinals that were there signing. But a uh, three-day show, but we, we did very well at that show. Yeah, uh, Larry Fritch, one of the very few nationals he attended, but he, you know, he could block out the sun. He was a, he was a <laughs> tall dude, yeah. and yeah, but but totally knew his cards and and uh, oh yeah. The other guy that was there that that maybe was the last national he attended was Buck Barker, who was another hobby legend that was quite old. But right, that's the kind of stuff you got at the national back in those days. You have people that didn't set up for any other shows who were a fountain of knowledge. And just these amazing guys. By the way, shout out to the other guys. I think the other promoters, one was B.A. Murray, my, my good friend. Right. And the other, I think, was Mimi Alonchi. I think those were the right. three. Uh, that sounds three, right. Three regular guys. They weren't like professional promoters. Um, no, no, the hobby, no. They jumped in. And um, again, those were simpler days. Okay, let's skip ahead it, to the next one. The next one is, was the next one Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. Uh, and it wasn't, again, still on, on the smaller level. I don't know if it was Bruce and Benita Painter or the Chicago Sports Collectors Association that kind of took the lead there. But it was, it was uh, again, still a national. But like the other shows that, that you went to, that I went to, they were, they, were, they were still kind of hotel-centric. You know, it'd be like yeah, a hotel. It, and I think that was, that was also the case. Do you remember anything about the Chicago show? Well, it was similar to St. Louis in that it was basically just a large show with a lot of, I think, probably 250 tables. But unlike the National Today, where you've got all these large exhibits and all the card companies are there with, with their displays and everything, it wasn't anything like that. It was strictly, like you said, a large hotel show, but it was publicized as the National. And so, and they usually had it in the summer uh, or into the summer. And so 
it was just kind of a big meeting place for car gurus and, you know, all the dealers, you know, try to get in. And we were fortunate back then. Once you were in, you, you had the chance to either opt in or opt out each year. And so as the shows grew, you know, we were fortunate to, to have stayed on the list. Well, I think, yeah, like I said, the, 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 the lack of corporates was turned into an advantage in the sense that it mainly just featured the dealers and the dealers, like I said, that, that only set up at that show, that was just, it, it was just wonderful to interact with them, see their stuff. You'd see stuff you'd never see. And, and now the corporates yeah. are kind of our, our center stage. <laughs> and the, and the, yes. Okay. Parsippany, the next year, did you guys go to the East Coast? My dad did, but I didn't. He went with a couple of, of the local customers of ours that ended up going, and but I, I did not go to Parsippany. Okay, well, that I don't know if it's my claim to fame or Rich's claim to fame, but that's where <laughs> Rich says we met. I think we met. <laughs> but to bring a national to the East Coast was a really big deal and was not right. too lightly because there, there was a lot of strength in the hobby in the East Coast, but things are more expensive, the, the, the Midwest. Anyway, so the Parsippany show is also where I kind of launched the Beckett Baseball Card Monthly. I mean, it was at least a mm. when I was there. So that was, um, again, a really still a pretty big show, but a, but a big show for the East Coast had been very successful. The next year, the craziness of the first of several that wound up being <laughs> it, 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 in L.A. in like the Disneyland uh, situation. Oh, yeah. La La Land. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm you know, very close friends with with those guys that promoted that. And they this is the one they really want. I think they really wanted to take it to the next level because they were kind of getting yeah. a shot. And did, did you guys have fond memories of that one too? We did. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel and just kind of made a vacation out of it. But I just remember that, boy, it's really not only with the hobby growing, but the expanse of the national was really going to the next level. I, there were several hundred more tables at that show than at than at uh, St. Louis and Chicago, and you just felt like you were on a bigger stage. Uh, a lot of the, there seems to be more of a presence of the card companies were there, but you just felt like you were on a much bigger stage once you got to Los Angeles. Well, the master of ceremonies, the master of the stage, Mike Burkus, I mean, I think a lot of his uh, personal relationships were, were brought into that. And the, the biggest thing I can think of that happened at that show is something that didn't happen. And that is that at that show at the Disneyland Hotel, there was a vote for where the national convention would be the next year. And right. I, thankfully, it came in second with my buddies, Irvis, <laughs> and we were suggesting that we could promote the national, which would have been a bad idea because I had my <laughs> head full. But Gervis was such a great guy and such a hard worker and high integrity. And so we, we really could have done it, but I'm so glad in hindsight we didn't get it. Wanda Marcus won it. And bless you. Yeah, John and Wanda Marcus. He did a great job. So the next year, you guys are coming, not to the Gervis Board and Jim Beckett National, but to the Wanda and John <laughs> Marcus National which they did a great yeah. job over there in Arlington. And uh, you're having to just pop over from, from Little Rock. So it, yeah, that, how was that for you? Was that better because it was closer? Oh, yeah. I mean, expense-wise, a lot lot less costly than you know going to Los Angeles and spending a week out there. But, but yeah, that was a great experience. Tons of attendees. Once again, just a, seemed like a bigger stage. But John and Wanda did a fantastic job on that, on that show. I remember going to their presentation in Los Angeles the year before. And you could tell they really, really wanted it. And but, but yeah, I thought that was a fantastic, fantastic show. Well, I mean, it pointed out, and I, I figured this out, you know, with, uh, with uh, Wanda, is that being a kind of a full-time promoter is important. To be a part-time promoter, mm-hmm. and, and the hobby is going to be well. The next year was out in San Francisco at the Moscone, right. and I was there. I guess you were there too. And I think that was Bob Lee. And I had been going out to the San Francisco shows. It was a hobby area that was emerging, and and Bob was. 
uh, becoming a force for really promoting some pretty big shows in the San Francisco area at the Cow Palace and Moscone Center. But any recollections, John, from uh, San Francisco? Well, I remember, I remember going to the, he had, like you said, he had a big show every year at the Moscone Center and we always attended that and did very, very well. And I know he had a, seems like he had a couple of shows out there that exceeded a thousand tables. And uh, so he was um, well positioned, I thought, to, to put on the national. And like I said, that was an area where the hobby was really gaining a lot of traction. And uh, but once again, just tons of people. You were seeing more of a presence from the card companies. A little bit of the corporate uh, angle was was moving in, but still, just a fantastic show. And we we did very well at that one as well. But that's expensive to go out there. You've, you've got to do some dollars to to validate uh, going out there for four or five days. But uh, we we had a we had a very good show from what I remember out there. Not sure it's any more expensive than the next year where we went to Atlantic City, and uh, uh, it's noteworthy about that. I don't think it was it was a show that was not it was not uh, considered the best run show in some respects, but it needed to get back to the East Coast, and uh, and it marked the debut or the the preview debut of Upper Deck, which changed the industry. Yeah. Changed the industry. Yeah. The, they were the talk of the show. Just again, still those were the days when it was mostly vintage. But like you said, there's starting to be some corporates and Upper Deck kind of, in a sense, kind of bought their way into the into a license. Hmm. And uh, again, that was that changed history. It, it really helped elevate uh, printing technology and, and other more sophisticated distribution uh, with, yeah. the, with the company of Upper Deck. Yeah, I just remember the big rumor out there is that they were going to be the first company that were going to have packs that were going to retail for a dollar. And people just could not get past the fact that, you know, you could sell packs for a dollar in your hobby store. It just wasn't going to work. But they certainly put forth a good product. But yeah, that show, I think we did okay. But I don't know, there just seemed to be some logistical issues, some organizational issues right. that uh, it just wasn't up to par from what we had been accustomed to, San Francisco and, and, and Dallas and, and Chicago. Well, it's, it's again, I try to be positive tone, but it's one of the reasons the, the National has, since that time, has not been back to the East Coast as much as you might yeah. suggest based on the population. But that was the way it was in the 80s. I mean, in the 80s, a lot of the big shows that we went to, a lot of these uh, Midwestern uh, regional shows were coming into their own. You know, the 70s, I hit New York City a lot in, in that in that kind of tri-state area. But by the 80s, there was it was way more national aspect of, of re- these regional shows, and they were well attended and a lot of the you, you didn't have ebay you didn't have uh, online purchasing so you had to go to shows to see the the variety of stuff that was out there well and by the by the late 80s it was a year-round proposition if you were putting on the national it started the day you got back from your presentation and it was a 12-month venture because it was a lot to put on and it, it, it was a full-time job for somebody or, or a group to put it on. It was not something you could just put together in three months. You had, I know we had some discussions with John and Wanda Marcus and the, the time that they put into that to, to put on a show of that magnitude. It was a full-time job year-round to put that on. I, I'm saying, I already had two. <laughs> I didn't need a third, so I'm yeah. I dodged that bullet. But And then in 89, uh, to, to finish the, the decade of the 80s, the, the, the show went back to Chicago. And again, I think yeah. the end here, as we're discussing, and I really hadn't thought about this before we were talking about it, is that when, when one of these uh, major hobby cities hit a national for the second time, they, they really had their act together. They really took it to the next level. And so that, that was at the Hyde Regency uh, kind of downtown, I think. And, yeah, and I believe the convention center was at McCormick Center, which was a yeah, huge, had, huge space. Yeah, and, we uh, had a big corporate presence. By then, we, you know, Beckett uh, Publications was 
had a corporate feel, which I don't like, but it was kind of necessary in, in that sense. But again, it's just uh, from the beginning of the 80s, where it was kind of like a large regional show to the end of the 80s, when it was there were trade there was a there was a little bit of a trade show aspect along with the consumer aspect as rich has mentioned there were softball games there were seminars we've lost a lot of that now do you miss that uh, in, in are, are you seeing that that's something that's just the way it was or do you miss the good old days do you think the 80s were kind of a, a high point you know jim what i remember especially the early 80s <clears throat> we kind of you know we would do dallas houston tulsa oklahoma city st louis memphis and we always put a show on a little rock and a lot of the same dealers were setting up at the same show. So it became almost like a community. And I just remember on Fridays and Saturday nights in the hospitality area or the restaurant area or a gathering area, a lot of the dealers would get together and you would, you know, exchange ideas and tell stories. And it just became a really good resource. Most of us started about the same time. Most of us had a store. We were doing some shows and it was just a really good exchange. And you just felt like you were part of a group of people who had the the hobbies, integrity, peak interest, and that, you know, you were part of something as the hobby was exploding, you were around people that were trying to build it the right way. And so we got to be really good friends with a lot of these guys throughout the years uh, because you saw them all the time and we had a common interest. And that's what I miss more than anything is uh, just the communal feel that you had with these guys, just seeing them, seeing them at shows. And, you know, we were all kind of doing the same thing, but we were also, you know, trying to help one another and at the same time help grow the hobby as well. And that that kind of went away as the shows got bigger, more corporate, more expensive. But those early 80s shows, there was a lot of ideas and relationships that were built and formed that ended up being kind of lost by the late 80s, I thought. Well, that's a, a good note. We're out of time, but I couldn't have said it better myself. The man that-